Welcome to the Rebel Heart Coaching Podcast, where BSN registered nurse, integrative health practitioner, and board certified life coach, Samantha Shatek, teaches you how to go beyond managing your circumstances and start intentionally creating a life you love using her proven strategies. Hey, you, you Rebel Heart, you. Welcome. Today's episode is a fiery, amazing one. I'm so excited. We are talking today about signs and synchronicity. And I've had so many things happen that I just feel like I had to talk about this. A lot of us feel that we already know some of the things that we've had that are signs or symbols or synchronicities. And some of us might be more skeptical and that's okay. But I'm here to talk about my experience with this phenomenon of synchronicity and signs, or it could be called serendipity too, whatever you want to call it. They can show up in things like seeing sequences on clocks, like repeated numbers like 1111 or 333 or 1234, or you can see them, you can see numbers on license plates or at hotel rooms or on houses. Also, you might be thinking about a song and then you go drive in your car and it's on the radio or you walk into a store and the song is on or maybe you've thought about a person and you've been thinking about someone and then they call right after you've been thinking about them or maybe you walk into a store and they play a song that's related to that person whether they're past or living so those are just a few things Um, for me some things that are signs for me are feathers, like finding feathers to me is always kind of a sign from spirit or God or my angels or my guides, whatever you want to call it, that I'm on the right path and that things are working out. There's usually a couple things that make the synchronicity or sign feel like it's special or that it is a sign. And one of those things is that you know when this thing happens that you feel like it has a special meaning, even if it's just for a split second. You might question yourself and think that you're making it up in your head or trying to create some meaning, but there usually is some kind of awareness that something feels special and you can't really deny it or it feels significant. And then the other thing is usually there's kind of a heightened awareness. You might get tingles or chills or just have a knowing that this synchronicity or sign or symbol is meant for you. And then the third thing is there's usually a feeling like you're being guided or that you're feeling like you're being watched over or that everything is going to be okay or that you're on the right path. A lot of people have differing views on this, but I believe that even though I don't know what happens after we die, I really do believe that when we die, we simply change form and we are transmuted into a different form, a different energy, a higher frequency and vibration. I do feel like a part of us goes on and that our physical body dies but that the essence of who we are continues to live. From accounts that I've heard of so many people that have had near-death experiences and then come back to tell about them, they're all slightly different, but they all share so many things in common. 
And one woman in particular, I heard speak in Albuquerque, New Mexico, just before the pandemic. And her name is Anita Morjani. And she had one of these near-death experiences. And I had listened to her audiobook called Dying to Be Me before this. But hearing her speak in person just sent chills down my spine. And she's just a light and a love. And it was really hard for me to really deny that this person and other people have so many really vivid and specific accounts of what happened to them in the world in between or the afterlife. And then they come, you know, she came back to tell about it. And there's just things that she was able to relay when she came back that there's no way that even the most rational of minds could understand. And of course, you know, our medical community, if they don't, you know, in science, if they don't understand something, then they can't believe it. But I think sometimes science is behind reality and what we know. Basically, I believe that people who have passed and other spirits that are in a dimension that we just can't always see or feel, although some people can sense and feel other dimensions, and we call those people intuitives or mediums or psychics, they've just developed a little bit more of their senses in those departments. But I believe that spirits uh, and souls that have departed are looking over us and with us. And we can't always necessarily connect because we are in as humans in a denser form and they are in a less dense form. But so some of the ways that they try to get our attention, there's so many ways, but they can, you know, they can get our attention through electricity and lights and through feeling like we heard a voice in our head or a sound Or maybe we had a thought to go do something or just a knowing. They could send birds or coins or feathers. And a lot of times if you had something special between that person and you when they were living, they will often try to communicate to you with that because you're going to know. For example, a lot of people, grandparents may have had like a special bird that they loved and then that bird will come and visit that person at the window and just stare at them unusually. I mean, I know that so many of you have stories like this and I know I do too. And so we're just talking about today being in the flow and being in the right place at the right time and feeling that magic or that mystery that happens when we know or feel that something or someone is guiding us or helping us or that we just feel like it's going to be okay or we're on the right track. And so I had one of those experiences recently and I want to share it with you because it was really profound and I am hesitant to do that because I am not sure that the beauty of what I experienced is going to be able to be translated into a podcast, but I am going to try because I really want to just see if maybe there's anywhere in your life where you could start tuning in for synchronicities and maybe there's something in the past that you'll connect from today. Also, I do intermittently and I haven't done it regularly, but I practice shamanic journeying. All cultures, practically the beginning of time, have practiced shamanic journeying. It's like one of the oldest forms of healing. On those journeys, typically my spirit animal is eagle, which I see a lot of eagles frequently. And the other animal that is my trusty spirit helper in this in these journeys is a white horse. So in real life, I don't have a lot of experience with horses. I'm not a person that grew up around horses. I love horses and I think they're really magical, but 
I just haven't had a lot of experience with them in real life. I'm always so excited if I'm on a road trip, even just to see them in a pasture, because I think they're just beautiful and powerful. And so I just wanted to preface that background with my spirit animals and my spirit guides when I'm on those journeys, which I haven't been doing lately. So fast forward to, as many of you know, I was in a car accident recently and then had a trip planned to go see my parents down in Arizona. So we were in the Mesa Apache Junction area and also took an amazing trip to Sedona. And there was so much beauty there and it was just really incredible. That trip was awesome and also restorative as I was kind of recovering from some whiplash and concussion, a mild concussion from the accident. I just want to tell you that the accident was intense. And as some of you know, who have been in an accident, it really brought a lot of things to the surface because, you know, my mortality became that much more obvious. And I just was thinking a lot more about how close my life was to maybe being taken away from me or from ending on this portion of the journey. And so just processing a lot and feeling grateful, but also a little bit of darkness around the recovery and around the anger of this person who hit me in the car that was driving recklessly and all of that. So when I was in Arizona, one of the things that I really wanted to do or to see is I knew from doing some research that this is one of the areas in the country where there's still a lot of wild horses, a lot of wild mustangs running around on the Salt River that runs between Mesa and Apache Junction. And there was a few different sites where you could have the potential to see these horses. And in doing my research, a lot of the articles and information made it sound like these horses would be pretty easy to see and find if you go to these recreational areas. I went with my parents and we tried two times and we had no luck and we did multiple, we were in multiple locations and we talked to multiple locals and we were just not having luck with finding the horses. And it was the night before I had to leave Arizona and we were going to try to find the horses one more time because I really thought it was such a cool opportunity to be able to witness wild horses in their natural habitat and just really thought it was a cool opportunity. So I really was trying one more time. And we went to a location that we had been before, but ended up walking the river. It was at, it was close to sunset and there was no horses. We had kind of followed the breadcrumbs. We had been in a different location and the locals said to go to this location. And then the horses weren't there at the river. But I ran into a woman and she said, you know, sometimes the horses go back behind the river to feed. So you might be able to find them back there. So on the way this day, by the way, when I was driving in the car, I looked down at my phone and I saw the numbers 333, which is sort of significant to me. And I just knew I'm like, I'm going to see a horse. And then I thought, well, maybe I just want to believe that I'm going to see one. But I'm like, I we're going to see a horse today. Like, I just can feel it. It's my last day. It's my last opportunity. I love them so much. Like, this should be it. And <laughs> we had read online that the horses get fed, even though they're wild horses, there's like a land management volunteers that help the horses and will feed them hay at certain times. Well, it turns out that they don't do that anymore. So I was walking the river, there were no horses, I got this tip from a local that sometimes they graze behind the river. So I thought I'm going to walk behind the river into some brush and into some woods. And I wasn't seeing any horses. And my dad 
had been with me down by the river, but he decided to turn back. He was getting tired and, you know, it was getting close to sunset. So I just walked out in front of him and just kept going. And then he texted me and said, like, I'm at the car, you know, just keep going. And so later come to find out my dad had the feeling besides being a little bit winded and just, you know, kind of ready to go back to the car. He just maybe I think he said had the feeling that maybe I had a better chance of seeing the horse if he wasn't with. So I just kept walking. I didn't see any signs of them, but I just kind of kept following my intuition and following. They weren't really paths, but just like walking through areas in the woods where I thought they might be. I wasn't seeing them. I wasn't really losing hope, though. I was just trying to enjoy the beauty anyway. I was getting a little bummed thinking about, oh, the horses aren't really going to be here. I'm not going to see a horse but that's okay. And I was a little bit bummed, but I wasn't super defeated yet and just enjoying the beauty. And I was walking and all of a sudden out of nowhere, a white freaking horse comes out of the woods, maybe 10 yards in front of me. I'm really bad with calculating distances, but literally the horse from the brush on my left just came out, wasn't really too spooked. It did sort of walk away slowly and up the hill. So I, I followed it at a distance. And I saw that where the horse had been, there was some hay. So I decided to go into that little cove and it was a little area of woods. And then, so I went in there and I sat on the sand and then right there was the river. So I was in this like strip of woods or bushes between like the river and the woods. And there was this a little bit of hay that probably the people who manage the land had laid down. So I thought, I'm just going to sit here. The I did see the other horse, which was already so freaking beautiful, but the horse kind of walked away and I didn't want to bother it and follow it extensively. So I just said hello, took a couple pictures and let it do its thing. And so I went and just sat down there. And then no more than like a minute later, I hear the horse. I hear a horse coming. And like slowly coming over and breathing. And I look and I believe it was the same white horse that had circled around. I'm not sure if it was the same horse or a different horse. Anyway, it was like magic. I was super close to this horse who was wild but eating this hay. And at first was just checking me out, seemed a little skeptical or hesitant. I just talked to it, let it know that I'm cool, that I'm just chilling. And I'm here to just observe and like be with a horse and be a part of the process or be a part of nature with it. And just was sitting and the horse was just eating and looking at me and seemed really comfortable. And I think that maybe some of the horses are used to being around people a little bit, but because they're wild horses, I still feel like it was pretty amazing and words can't really describe the feeling that I felt. Also knowing that I was still in the midst of dealing with not knowing if they were going to give me money for my car, if it was going to be considered a total loss and how things are going to work out and just feeling like a lot of questions in my life and a lot of stress and chaos in that moment. And the second that I saw the horse, it was a sign for me. It was a clear sign and it was an elevated moment and it just had special meaning, especially because I realized that in all of my shamanic journeys, I am on a white horse. And the fact that I'm now in the process of buying a car because my other car was totaled and and most likely going to be getting a white car. And I just feel like there's so many, and I've wanted actually a white car for a long time. And I just felt like the horse was 
a symbol for me, not only that everything was going to be okay with the car, but everything was okay in general with me and with life. And that beyond that, I feel like there was almost like a message from the horse and I'm still actually processing what that message might mean. And I got this really sweet message from my friend, Emily. Hey, Emily. And she let me know that there is a goddess by the name of Epona, E-P-O-N-A, who rides a white horse. And apparently one of her many attributes is to help guide people through death or the dark night of the soul. And she's a giver of life, health, fertility, and abundance. And I think that's pretty cool because part of the work I do in the world, I'm a coach, but also I'm a healer and an artist. And I do work with people who are passing or who are having a hard time. And so I thought this was really, really amazing and appropriate. I didn't know that that is a goddess or that that energy existed. And so I'm, I'm taking that into consideration too. And, and Epona, she was, she's traditionally seen as a horse goddess Uh, She's also, I guess, the goddess of dreams, not that just the sleeping kind, but the dreams of hope and ambition. And what's so interesting about that is I feel like this journey of being an entrepreneur is challenging at times to say the least. But what I do for people is I believe authentically in their dream and in their hope and in their ambition, even sometimes when they don't believe it themselves. And if I don't believe in it, then I won't work with someone And so it's interesting because I feel like that is also a sign for me that I absolutely should keep going and I am called to be on this path. Apparently, this goddess energy can also be helpful in manifesting dreams and as a protector to have when venturing on a new path in life. And so that path could be something that is going to be a new path for me or it can be about how I can hold space when other people and my clients are venturing on a new path in life. Also, she is apparently a nurturing caregiver and can be called upon as a protector of families, children, and women who are about to give birth, which is really special. I guess Epona is good to call upon when we're in dark and difficult times such as grief and loss and also can offer guidance that is gentle and loving in nature. And so roses, I guess, are a wonderful way to pay respect. Also sandalwood can be used as an offering. And so just taking these themes and thinking about how they might apply to my life and my work in the world, and also how they might apply to the energies of what my clients are experiencing and using this serendipitous event to really process and create more gratitude. And it just, it's creating so much more meaning in this page or this chapter of my life that I'm just so grateful because it really changed me and it changed my energy around this next chapter into one that's more hopeful and trusting and faithful. Just wanted to talk about the beauty of that experience. And I don't think it's every day that we see a wild horse, a white wild horse. And it was just, there, there was so much beauty to it. It was my last moment that I could have possibly seen the horse. It was almost sundown. I was leaving on an airplane the next day. My dad decided to leave. Here comes a white horse, the same looking white horse that I see in all my shamanic journeying. And it was just so special. We had a lot of moments together where the horse was just looking at me. And I actually took a couple pictures and a video 
and it's really beautiful. So I just want to ask you, what are the ways that you have felt guided? What are moments or a moment where you have felt like there is a synchronicity that something has happened, not just for a coincidence, but has been put there for a reason, whether that's a person or being in the right time at the right place. But and it could be something really little, like seeing a bird in your window that reminds you of someone that you were just thinking about, or someone that has passed, or maybe your thing was coins, or maybe you're thinking about an animal and then you see it when you're on a hike. I want you to just tune in this week to yourself and to the signs and synchronicities of your life and notice what conversations are going on around you when you're in the store. Is there maybe a message that's meant for you? Is there something that you could tune into more intentionally? For example, maybe you have a connection with someone that's passed and you want to try to intentionally tune into those messages. How can you do that? How can you pay more attention to the energies and the spirits and the guides in your life that are trying to show you the path, show you the answers, and let you know that you're loved? And I want to let you know that I love you authentically, and I care about you, and I care about your journey, and I want to thank you for listening today and maybe you're listening every day every week and I hope from the bottom of my heart that you're learning something and that this is inspiring you in some way that this touches you somehow I love you have an amazing week and I'll be here this time next week with you talk soon and hey I also want to invite you to join me for my six-month coaching program I'll work with just you one-on-one and I'm going to help you get the results that I know you can get I promise your life will be different Go to www.rebelheartcoaching.com to sign up for a consult today. I'll see you inside.